The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking boxes. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. I'll bet you all thought I forgot the flip around. I did not. You guys know on uh, on Thursdays when we do Facebook Live, we always put off the flip around until the second hour. And so leading off, we'll go with uh, Jake Tapper's program over on CNN. Why are they so concerned? about the president's behavior that they think they have to, quote, save America from this president. Save America from what? What are they so worried about, these, quote, people inside the administration? Contemplate that fresh truth from the new White House communications director. CNN's Sarah Murray is at the White House for us, and she filed this report on the latest chapter in this very public drama. Even for a White House known for dysfunction, the latest feud is taking a stunningly public turn. You want to talk about the, the staff? We have had odds. We have had differences. When I said we were brothers from the uh, from the podium, that's because we're rough on each other. Some brothers are like Cain and Abel. Other brothers can fight with each other and then get along. I don't know if this is repairable or not. That will be up to the president. But he's the chief of staff. Newly minted communications director Anthony Scaramucci calling into question Reince Priebus' standing in the White House and suggesting the chief of staff prove for himself that he's not a leaker. When I put out a tweet and I put Reince's name in the tweet, they're all making the assumption that it's him because journalists know who the leakers are. So if Reince wants to explain that he's not a leaker, let him do that. Priebus didn't comment on the matter Thursday, but allies outside the White House came to his defense. Reince is a very close friend of mine. Reince is doing a fantastic job at the White House, and I believe he has the president's confidence. All All right. This is all. We had observed this in a joke last week, right here on this program. When Scaramucci was named communications director, we had, and again, I want to stress, this is a joke it remains a joke. We just said, well, I, you know, when Sean Spicer resigned, I guess we found the leak. And again, I said it was a joke at the time. And then I, I got to be honest with you, I kind of regretted saying it because over the weekend, Scaramucci jumps on Fox News and says, uh, yeah, um, well, there, there are there are leaks in there, and we're going to stop the leaks, and that's the reason why I'm brought in. Leaks, 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 and I said, "Man, they are really going after leaks." And then yesterday he jumps on Fox. I think he's on with Hannity, and he he says this. Now, one of the big problems here that I'm discovering in the comms team is that senior people are really the guys doing the leaking, and they ask junior people to leak for them, and so. Uh, I'm very proud to be reporting directly to the president so that I can hermetically seal off the comms team from this sort of nonsense. And so I think that'll be a very big step forward in reducing some of the leaks that are coming from the White House. Senior people. Well, that kind of narrows it down a little bit, doesn't it? That, <laughs> I mean, <sighs> the the basket of bias press 
seems to think they know who the leaker is. And they're saying it's Ryan's Priebus, who, who I know, who I've met with, who I have uh, interviewed. And I don't know. The press either trying to drive a wedge between the president's team and the president or with some sort of knowledge, it's, it's, it's hard to understand or know which because they've been acting so with such duplicity uh, in, uh, in the last seven, eight months. It's hard to know. But what I will say is this. It was long speculated and long feared that Donald Trump, in a magnanimous gesture, opening up his administration to the establishment Republicans over in the RNC, that he may be opening up his administration to some never-Trumpers. That they may have infiltrated the administration and are the ones who are responsible for White House leaks. Uh, and that is the fear... And that is a speculation. By the way, they're, they're, guess what? CNN and MSNBS are talking about the same thing. Side. Sir. Look, uh, I think I've addressed this uh, question uh, when it comes to staffing and personnel many times that if the president doesn't, then uh, he'll make that decision. We all serve at the pleasure of the president. And um, if he gets to a place where that isn't the case, he'll let you know. So you can't say right now if the president has full confidence in chief of staff rights briefs. I think I just answered that. Did I miss it? Did she answer it? Help me, Peter. Yep. Yeah, no, clearly, I mean, they are not answering that question. You'll remember that we've heard now privately behind the scenes that the president has said about Jeff Sessions to political associates, to friends. He said, you know, what if I fired him? The same thing he said behind the scenes about James Comey before he did fire him. What we're trying to figure out exactly is what he's saying behind the scenes about Reince Priebus right now. But Uh-huh. I don't know how much of this is real. And I've got a theory about the whole Sessions thing. And I brought it up with Monica Crowley the other day, and I've since expanded it. And I ran it by uh, some of our producers on one of the earlier shows on the Chris Alcedo show in Dallas. And he said it sounded like a black helicopter theory, but uh, I might reveal that today. Now, while all, while all the palace intrigue is going on, here's what Fox is covering. This big. But I mean, I'm just saying that, you know, Bill Gates, one thing about Microsoft, it throws off a ton of cash. Indeed. And he's got a ton of cash. Uh, that's kind of the separation here. You know, Bezos, not taking anything away from him, and we, since we're horse racing this, has done this purely on the momentum of the stock. Uh, I bet if you look at the who has more cash, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be Gates. I, you know, I Jonas, one thing I, I will take away, Jonas, if you, one thing I did notice that if you look at the high-tech performers, and again, Amazon's getting knocked around and dinged with this disappointing earnings report right now, but I, I will say between Amazon and Microsoft, Facebook and Apple and Alphabet, uh, there you have all American companies. Uh, that have been leading this charge. And we go back and forth and we bash this country. We're not where we were and yada, yada, yada. Um, but all of these companies, their founders, their present CEOs believe in that. And in, and in the case of Apple, with now expanding production through Foxconn to build more iPhones in, in the United States. Uh, Bezos, the owner of the Washington Post and Amazon, briefly exceeded the net worth of Bill Gates. 
briefly. Uh, and again, net worth is calculated by stock value and personal holdings and, and all of that stuff. Uh, and, and that it's it's noteworthy. It's it's kind of it's kind of interesting to these these business titans and how they choose to spend their money and and how they accumulate their wealth. Uh, I don't know that it's. I mean, I I find it a fascinating segment and a break from Russia, 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 and all the palace intrigue. You know what? I've decided I will uh, sort of reveal. Uh, my developing theory on the president and Sessions, because it dovetails exactly to what we just covered in the flip around with the three cable networks, MSNBS, CNN and Fox and what they were covering. I'll be back in a minute. It's Chris Salcedo show here on The Blaze. The next generation of talk radio, the Chris Salcedo show on The Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to the Latino conservative Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. Let me get back to Fox really quick here. Hold on a minute. I, yeah, that's Reince Priebus. So people are wondering, are you calling out the chief of staff? Well, then later he tweeted this. Wrong. Tweet was public notice to the leakers that all senior administration officials are helping to end illegal Leaks. Now, it's no secret these two men uh, bring different perspectives, let's just say, to the White House. And as someone said to me, off, uh, basically off record, <laughs> look, they're not exactly grilling buddies, Kevin. Still, it has also been suggested that if Priebus was the leaker, this would simply be another major distraction for a White House that has more than a few of them lately. He's making clear that even though these documents are eventually uh, procurable publicly, that somebody doesn't want him here and somebody is trying to get in his way and scare him off from working here which is a huge mistake scaramucci's personal financial information was leaked to politico it was leaked from somebody in the white house to either prevent him or to send a message don't get in the way of the leakers the deep state don't get in the way he included Reince Priebus on a tweet calling out the leakers. And the press assumed, well, this must mean he thinks that Reince Priebus is the leaker. Scaramucci, as you heard Kevin Cork just say, says, well, no, I was including him. He's part of management. And it's part of a unified front. We're all committed to getting rid of the leakers. I was including him on the tweet. Not to say he was the leaker, but to make sure that he was, that everybody knew that we were kind of unified in getting rid of these leakers. Now, nobody's buying that explanation. Some folks who are in the know, in the background, are saying that, uh, as you heard Kevin Cork say, they're not grilling buddies. Well, yeah, they're not exactly pals. But I, I've got to say, the president brings in his own team, brings in his own guy, Scaramucci, 
and the immediate reaction of those who were brought in from the RNC, whoever made the decision, is to leak his financial information to Politico to embarrass him and undermine his credibility before he's even sworn in, before he's even uh, official, I suppose. Now, there's an agenda going on in that White House, a differing agendas. There's the president's agenda, and then there are those inside of the White House who were brought in in good faith who are not faithfully executing that agenda. And as a matter of fact, are trying to undermine the agenda to save the, the image of the Republican Party, as crappy as it is. Now, what about this Sessions thing? Now, I, I brought this up with Monica Crowley. And I said, it, do you think it's possible? Because here comes Jeff Sessions. He continues, he continues to do what he does. As a matter of fact, he, uh, I've got a, a story here. If I have time to play it, I will. Fox News Channel talking about the crackdown on illegals. And so, uh, uh, a sanctuary cities in particular. So, you've got the Attorney General of the United States moving full speed ahead with the Trump agenda. As a matter of fact, the only guy who seems to be unequivocally implementing the Trump agenda, even though he's getting withering criticism from the tweets of Donald Trump. Now, follow me here. Donald Trump tweets out all of this criticism. What have they been focused in on? Like a hawk. Throughout the entire basket of bias press. The palace intrigue. <gasps> President wants Jeff Sessions to be fired. And of course, reliably, here comes the John McCain's and the Lindsey Graham's of the world. Well, you better not do that. Better not do that. That's irresponsible. Blah, blah, blah. All these people running to, to Jeff Sessions' defense, even people who a few short months ago, as I brought up with Monica, called the attorney general a racist and unfit for the attorney general's office. Now, you've got members of the basket of biased press backing him up because the president's attacking him. You've got never Trumpers in the Republican Party say, I, "Don't we, we won't hold replacement hearings. We won't hold another nomination hearing if you can, Jeff Sessions." And Donald Trump knows the press, and I think it's taken him these six months to figure out what the game is and who the players are. And now that he knows to his political opposition, I think he's very dangerous because he can play them like a fiddle. He's playing the press like a fiddle. Scaramucci is an extension of this. Now, how many people do you think might be clued into all of this? Not very many. The performances outside, I would rationalize, Sessions, the president, 
And remember, the president's not even giving a performance. He's just tweeting. That's all he's doing is tweeting. He was asked in, in, in a couple of press conferences uh, about Sessions. Oh, I've been very disappointed, which is, you know, which is probably true. You know, not much to fake that. He probably was disappointed that Sessions accused himself. But look at how the press is eating it up. Because they love the fact that there could be division inside of the, inside of the White House. So that's all they're covering. I, I mean, the entire half hour that we've been on in this half of the Chris Alcedo show, that's all. CNN, Scaramucci suggests Priebus was behind leak. Uh, over at MSNBS, new White House communications director, tag chief, uh, tags chief of staff Priebus in tweet about leaks. They're all focused on it. Meanwhile, here comes Jeff Sessions cracking down on sanctuary cities like nobody's business. Meanwhile, the president moves forward his agenda in the executive branch. And all these people are, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the hell difference does it make if Ryan's Priebus and Scaramucci get along? The hell difference does it make that the president is tweeting about Jeff Sessions? He's undermining Jeff Sessions' credibility, really? Jeff Sessions doesn't appear particularly encumbered by that. He's out there announcing that there will be investigations into Team Hillary. There will be investigations into Democrats. There will be investigations. There, there, there will be enforcement of federal immigration law. He's, I have no, folks, I have no proof of this. Like many of you, I'm just trying to make sense of it myself. But this seems, judging by the outcome, the consuming uh, coverage by the basket of biased press, and again, call it palace intrigue. Now, I just got a tweet. Hold on a second. That's a very interesting tweet. This is from, oh no, sorry, that wasn't, that was actually something I had tweeted and and somebody was retweeting it, but many had said, well, this sounds like something the Democrats would pull off. That's That's what I thought somebody was saying. But don't forget, Donald Trump was a Democrat most of his life. He knows how to play these people. He knows how to play these games. Um. What is the expression? Now that I know what the game is, I can play it. Well, I think, again, I, I, I have no inside information. Uh, I haven't to- talked with the president lately. <laughs> so I can't tell you for sure how much of this is real, how much of this is uh, fodder for the biased press so they can, they can get their fill of anti-Trump Trumpism. What I will say is that the Trump agenda to the greatest degree possible that it can without congressional help seems to be marching forward. Talking about sanctuary cities coming up next. You found the Chris Salcedo show right here on the Blaze Radio Network. Stick with me, folks. You're listening to the Chris Salcedo show. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. 
Chris Salcedo Show. Conservative Talk Radio with Spice. Welcome back, everybody. It's Chris Salcedo Show. I'm happy you've tuned in. I, um, sorry, I was running a little uh, note to a progressive. <laughs> uh, for those of you who are not in the state of Texas, there is a, um, uh, uh, you know that you have gotten under a progressive skin when they sick those in biased news publications after you. And that has happened to your liberty-loving Latino. I don't know if I will put this out uh, here on The Blaze. It might be on the local shows. But it's, uh, it, it was, it's quite amusing. Uh, this tells me that we're effective. We, long story short, just think of the John McCain in your state, the one who says he or she is a Republican and then governs and behaves as if they were a, a liberal extremist. Well, there there seems to be one bit of cancer in every state. And um, <laughs> Texas, Texas is no exception. Glad you've tuned in, everybody. And speaking of Texas, Donald Trump was echoing our efforts in the state of Texas because the, the state in which I broadcast from, folks, uh, as you know, have become leaders of America in punishing liberal-dominated sanctuary cities. And they have said, no, you know what? You, you cannot... Thumb your nose at federal immigration law and you must cooperate. And this is, it is reflecting. I don't, I, I'm not going to say that the president and the attorney general are reflecting Texas. I will say that the policies are rather, shall we say, symbiotic. Sanctuary cities legislation has passed the house along with Kate's law named for Kate Steinle who was brutally killed by a five-time deported illegal immigrant. We are asking the Senate to vote on sanctuary cities and Kate's law legislation. We've got to get it passed. So, uh, the United States Senate, <laughs> I wouldn't hold your breath. Uh, these people... Uh, these alleged Republicans, I, I can't find a unifying principle. Uh, Mr. President, uh, you know, you would think the Republican Party would be a rule of law party. But there doesn't seem to be much, shall we say, impetus to get busy on taking up the sanctuary cities law and Kate's law. And, and you would think that one of the unifying principles for the, the alleged conservative party would be adherence to the rule of law. But I don't think Susan Collins is there. I don't think Lisa Murkowski is there. I don't think John McCain is there or Rob Portman. Uh, Shelley Capito. I don't think they're there. Uh, Trump warns illegal alien felons. They will find no safe haven here in the United States. One by one, we're finding the illegal gang members. Drug dealers, thieves, robbers, criminals, and killers. And we're sending them the hell back home where they came from. And once they are gone, we will never let them back in. Believe me. 
the predators and criminal aliens who poison our communities with drugs and prey on innocent young people, these beautiful, beautiful, innocent young people, will find no safe haven anywhere in our country. He then, and I was trying to remember which case he was making reference to here. But he gets into a rather descriptive uh, account of illegal aliens, felons who have harmed Americans. Now, I'm, I'm aware of one that, that burned a young man alive or, or burned his body after he killed him. It's, it's, uh, I may be misremembering. I do know that he burned him. I'm not sure if it was when he was alive or, or after he had passed. But, as, but I interviewed his mother as part of the Remembrance Project. The Remembrance Project, of course, standing up for the victims of illegal alien felons. And listen, it's rather graphic. I got to caution you guys. This stuff happens. But I, I'm, I'm trying to remember which case the president's referencing. And you've seen the stories about some of these animals. They don't want to use guns because... It's too fast, and it's not painful enough. So they'll take a young, beautiful girl, 16, 15, and others, and they slice them and dice them with a knife because they want them to go through excruciating pain before they die. And these are the animals that we've been protecting for so long. Well, they're not being protected any longer, folks. Yeah, let me let me correct the president. It's not we who have been protecting them. It's these Democrat cities. These sanctuary cities who are protecting illegal alien felons. And that is why my administration is launching a nationwide crackdown on sanctuary cities. American cities should be sanctuaries for law-abiding Americans, for people that look up to the law, for people that respect the law, not for criminals and gang members that we want the hell out of our country. So uh, the president uh, doing a very good job of articulating what, well, and giving voice to the frustration of many Americans, tired of progressives, mostly in California, but a lot of the, a lot, even in states like California, there are cities in, I'm sorry, in Texas, there are cities that are progressive dominated who have this attitude of putting illegal alien felons ahead of citizens of these United States. Uh, and, and the president finally giving them voice. It was a, it was, if not the biggest reason, it was one of the top three as to why President Trump was elected to his office is that people had grown tired of being told, sorry, uh, the illegal alien is uh, a protected class. The illegal alien felon, uh, you don't want to be racist. 
you don't want to be bigoted. So you're going to just have to let them prey on your communities. It's, it's a sick, it's a sick way of thinking, but it was the MO of the Obama administration. Speaking of the Obama administration, uh, the daily signal writes about a $2 million Obama era program. Now, this job was, or th- I'm sorry, this program was designed to get people jobs. Who wrote this? Kelsey Harkness writes, a government-funded job training program that promised to turn hundreds of residents of Kentucky's coal country into computer coders so far has spent $2 million. Now, remember, Obama was anti-energy, was anti-coal. And he, he cast thousands of people out of work by his undermining and crackdown on coal. Now, those people, the whole idea was, remember, clerk, all you people who I just put out of a job, I'm going to train you. I'm going to dedicate uh, millions and millions of your fellow taxpayers' dollars to get you trained. So you can go on. And that's what he did. So far, this program, again, so far, this program has spent $2 million of your taxpayer bucks. And it's, it's worked. Um, now, I'll let you be the judge as to how well it's worked. For that $2 million, 17 people have found work. Hold on. Let me just pull up the calculator here. Hold, I, I should have done this ahead of time. I uh, Let's see. Uh, two. Uh, zero, 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 zero. $2 uh, divided by 17. That means for each one of those jobs, the U.S. taxpayer paid 117650 bucks. Per job, uh, the height of the Obama administration, there were what uh, record number? I think it was was it ninety one million, ninety two million people out of out of the workforce. <laughs> Try no, it could have been ninety two million. Couldn't have been ninety two million. I think it, it, it's it's got to be a lot. I, mean, I might I might be. Don't have that figure at the top of my head, folks. But it was a significant. It was millions of people out of the workforce because they'd grown so frustrated trying to find a job in Barack Obama's limited economy. You know, you couldn't do every job. Couldn't do the, couldn't do the jobs that was needed. You had to do politically correct work because the government told you to. One hundred and seventeen thousand six hundred forty-seven bucks per job. That's what we call. Democrat efficiency, folks. Back in a minute, the Chris Salcedo Show. You're on the blaze. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo. 
All right, welcome back, everybody. Our 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 friend Ruben Navarrete Jr., most read Latino nationally syndicated columnist in our fair land, observed something yesterday. He writes CNN anchor Brooke Baldwin. That's at Brooke BCNN said that she wondered whether President Trump, in criticizing Attorney General Jeff Sessions, understood that the executive branch is separate and apart from the Justice Department. (laughs) Wait, wait. Many of you are going, huh? Imagine if Trump didn't know that. How scary that would be. About as scary as a highly paid but brainless CNN anchor not knowing the Justice Department is actually in the executive branch. Schoolhouse Rock, we need you. And there's a picture of, <laughs> I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. Now, you, many of you who are millennials out there listening to The Blaze, you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. Do me a favor. Go. It, it's on DVD because I bought it from my kids. Go find Schoolhouse Rock. It's very informative. It's really cool. Brooke Baldwin apparently didn't watch it when she was a kid. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. Um, the other, speaking of Ruben Navarrete Jr., who is based in San Diego, the San Diego Union Tribune writes, Bell Middle School teacher Shane Parmley was detained for over an hour by Border Patrol agents at a checkpoint in New Mexico because she refused to say whether she was a U.S. citizen. Now, some information you guys need to know is that these border checkpoints, according to law and the Supreme Court, can be located at the border or as far into the interior as 100 miles all over the country. So these these border checkpoints had been virtually they might as well have been unmanned during the last eight years because resident Obama didn't enforce law, in particular immigration law. But now that there's a new sheriff in town, immigration law is being enforced. Now that it's being enforced, folks are being stopped at the border checkpoints. So this woman was asked, are Are you citizens? Are we crossing a border? Parmley responded. No. Are you United States citizens? The Border Patrol agent repeated. Are we crossing a border? Parmley repeated. I've never been asked if I'm a citizen before when I'm traveling down the road. Well, that's because, well, frankly, the laws weren't being enforced before. And also, we have to do these steps 100 miles north of the border or south of the border, depending on which border checkpoint you're at. We have to do these things because idiot politicians have decided they wanted to look the other way on stopping illegal immigration in this country. So we've got to take these steps to find those who have entered the country illegally until we can get operational control of our borders. Uh, One individual had observed on the Chris Salcedo Show Twitter account, at Chris Salcedo TX, Is this the kind of America you want, Chris, where everybody's being asked for their papers? She wasn't asked for her papers. She was asked if she was an American citizen. By the way, she's as white as Brooke Shields, folks. (laughs) She's she was white. He was the, the Border Patrol agent was showing, hey, 
I'm going to ask anybody that goes through my checkpoint because that's my duty. That's what my duty tells me to do. Not based on race. It's not based on anything except for my legal authority to do so and my legal, I would rationalize, duty to do so. And what about the disrespect of the Border Patrol? Same disrespect we've seen to police officers born of the last eight years. Remember, everybody, a society's worth is not measured by how much power is seized by government, rather how much power is reserved for we the people. Have a great day. Catch you this tomorrow. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network.